Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 10th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I'm uh, recording here. Just opened the window up. I hear the waves crashing on the shore. I'm uh, I'm couch surfing tonight at the NLU house. So oh, you're squatting. You're just uh, came up. All right, came up on a free residence. Was was gonna pay? You know, was gonna get a hotel room. Was offered. Are you staying res- down there tonight? Yeah. Are you driving back? Staying. Down oh, you're here. staying down there. Oh, okay. Decided. Right. You know, good. Wasn't that much of a home game for me? <laughs> oh, here we go. A lot of home game chatter <laughs> there at the wire for Allison Corpus Saturday night. You know, she went to school down the road at USC. You know, Sunday night as she's putting out, it's like, this is the closest the U.S. Women's Open's ever been to Hawaii. You know, parenthetically, oh, it's 2,400 miles, which is, you know, the, the length of like the entire country, more or less. Um, and, and then, you know, that it's on an ocean. So it basically felt like a home game because it's near the sea. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of home game chatter from the from the NBC broadcast. But you are debunking that by suggesting uh, whatever it is, two hour ride home. Is uh, too arduous for you after this. After this, well, uh, I gotta go Sunday a little bit further down the coast uh, tomorrow. So you know, there's it's just part of a little jaunt. So okay, all right, enjoy it, enjoy, enjoy your little jaunt. I should say, Allison Corpus. What a weekend! What a weekend for uh, I don't know, women's golf, men's golf, the JDC. Was what a weekend for a Jay bit. Monahan's. I was gonna say Jay. You beat me to it. That was right. That hey, was can, my. Can we talk about the punchline? Can I talk about something? Yeah, that's why we're here. We got this new caddy award. Did you see that? I, yeah, yeah, that, that happened at LACC. Who got the caddy award at LACC? Wyndham Clark's the, caddy. The guy who's yeah, he's really good. He's apparently a very good player in his own right. You know, but like what is this? Guy. This is just an award for the winning caddy. I. He um, says it's for right. the bad, like. So this one went to Jay Monahan, who won. This is setting a terrible precedent. Eh, Just because I like a good objective standard. Let's you win or you don't. I think Tardy's caddy making a popularity. I think Tardy's caddy should have won because Tardy was the highest ranked player that had a chance to win. So maybe. Tardy's caddy did the best job this week. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see. It shouldn't just. Yeah. No matter what, go to the top player. There were some of those caddies were quite Am quite demonstrative and boisterous. Are you getting banged on again? Well, like the glass at LACC? Brendan. Oh, God. How are you? <laughs> are you? Do I hey, need try. to keep it down? Just a Trot. little. Okay. All right. Their mics oh, are picking geez. it up. I'll, I'm going to turn it. Keep it down. Look at this. Not only are you using their house, you're now interrupting this their This is the problem. Podcast. They suggested I might What's be that? able to record outside. Oh, well, you can if you want to go wander around. 17-mile drive. Call in if you want. Um, 
Yeah, there's. they've been doing this. This is the new thing. I don't know when they made this up. It's just a way to give out more plates but and it, hardware kind of thing. It can't just go to the winning caddy every time. That's, that's not an award for great caddying. Like, sure, I'm sure the caddy did yeah. a good job, but there needs to be somebody that's a judge that judges the caddying. What if I what think if it's Corp just recognition for the winning caddy? What it's if Corpus's caddy was actually was. terrible? And oh, all week sure. he was being, or Jay Monahan was being overrided. You know, there, there was some, there was some aggressive caddying going on this week, mansplaining even, not necessarily with any specific I, people we've talked about so far, but it's kind of intense on some of the, some of the directness going on. But I don't, it was, it was a different. They were at least picking him up on the broadcast. But uh, yes, the Caddy Award, it's just recognition. It's not a judgment. This isn't the dunk well, contest. What is it's it, just it's a recognition that you won? And you're on the bag for the winner. Isn't the 200 grand that Jay Monahan's going to get for the 10% of the $2 million per? Isn't that enough recognition? Yeah, that's fine. I'm too. not trying to be anti caddy here. The dinner plate. Yeah. I'm not trying to be well, anti caddy. You know I'm just saying if you're giving out an award. It can't just go to the winner every time. Well, you know where this is going, Andy. This is going. This is going to be sold and sponsored. This is going to be the the, the the Deloitte plate or the Cisco plate or whatever it is by next year. It's like the Aon risk reward plate that DJ tried to put in a garbage can outside a, a grocery store or left on the private jet on the way home from from the Ryder Cup. Uh, that's it's it's an end around to get something a little bit more piece piece of the pie sold I would imagine so there you go but Allison Corpus is your winner you were out there today um, she made it pretty academic right I mean I was a little disappointed with NASA while we're on the subject of names and just the Jay Monahan's everywhere like just big weekend for Jay Monahan. NASA Hadaoka just being just named after the space program, like her parents' love of the U.S. space program, is just an incredible fact you know, about someone. And big ups to the Hadaoka parents, just taking a full swing. You know what I love too is uh, I came up yeah. with the NASA fan club name today. The, what the cosmos? The, the astronauts. astronauts or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. If you're a NASA, I'm a NASA fan. I'm part of the astronauts. The space cadets or something. Yeah, that, there's some options there with the, the fan club. I like that. Just a great name. She was she was relatively they, unimpressive on Sunday. And uh, you know, Allison Corpus cruises. You Go know ahead. what I love, too, is that she leans into it. She'll like, she wears NASA stuff around. Really? Yeah. She wears like NASA sweatshirts. How about that? <laughs> That's great. What a boon. I loved her whole space for her her whole look today. Her look on the course in terms of play was really bad. Terrible. But her look, the the shades, I love the glasses. The sweatshirt was awesome. You know, in comparison, she had some style. The best round of the day was probably a Charlie Hall. I tweeted, you know. We haven't seen a Charlie in contention play like this at Pebble Beach since the stack and tilt man nearly won the 2012 Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Another Charlie. Uh, She was the most impressive player out there, but Allison Corpus across 72 holes. This tournament, I felt like, was very eerily similar on Sunday to Mm -hmm. 2019. Everybody wanted Charlie Hull to win for the story. Um, A little bit more... um, more to write about there just based off her career personality wise 
Um, and uh, and what fabulous Sunday around. Yeah, exactly. Big, big and it felt like what Brooks was doing, you know, on on Sunday at um, at Pebble in 2019. But at the end, it was it was the person. I think like you know, yesterday Tardy uh, took care of herself. Uh, kind of. <laughs> Got a cut out of there. <laughs> and today, like, honestly, I, um, you expected, this is the way kind of long, sh- longer shots. I'm not saying Corpus is a nice player, um, but longer shots, you kind of typically expect them to, you know, fade away. And I think that that was kind of Gary Woodland in, in 2019. Everybody expected on mm-hmm. Sunday for him to just kind of fade away, but he didn't. He got Corpus got off to a very similar, like good start, just like Woodland did, where, you know, Charlie Hole was a little bit further back than Brooks was, but, you know, she just was too far back. Um, and she had a couple, I mean, she had a few putts that, that didn't drop that could have dropped. And, uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, you got to hand, hand it to Corpus for, I don't think anybody expected her to win today, and she went out and got it done. It seemed like Harioko was the, the, you know, prohib- not prohibitive, but a favorite. She that, she was the one that most people were expecting to close it. Has the most kind of tests tests on the LPGA wins, contentions at majors, things like that. Um, but she was particularly unimpressive. So, um, on Corpus, we should just give her a shout out. She's not like chop liver no, or anything. She, she was, was 37th got, in the world coming into this week. Obviously, like I think like Corpus with with um you know the whole thing it, it's just representative of golf, right? She got into the mix at um the Chevron, right? The um T4. And yep, and T4. she played really bad the last round there. And mm-hmm. this is like the way golf works, right? Quickly after a disappointment, you get into that mix again and you get it done. Um, I think like kind of something that's fascinating with women's golf right now is six of the last 13 winners have been first time winners. First time ever yeah. on the LPGA. On, not first, just time first time major winner. Major. First time. Okay, yeah. First six time. of the last 13 major winners have been first time winners ever on the PG, uh, LPGA tour. And I don't, I think this is partly some of the, the problems with majors. This, I'm not saying this major, but with, with having five and having a few of them be kind of rather stinky. Yeah. Stinky. Um, you get these, these, it, it, it makes you just wonder what actually is, um, is the significance because they, they have all these players, Right. But there aren't, and we have a few star players. I felt like the momentum they had with Jin Young Ko and and Nelly a couple years ago really was going to set the tour up to you know this this higher level. And I'm I, this is not meant to be anti Allison Corpus, but you know the more majors that go this way and and the big names don't win. I think that's what the what the women's game the women's game needs superstars to deliver, especially at a stage like Pebble. Yeah, she was. Um, she comes from USC. She was she qualified for the women's publics when she was ten, beating Michelle Wee's record. There was some like symmetry in Michelle Wee's send off at you know same Hawaiian, high school, like, really pr- prodigies sort of so to speak. 
um, you know, coming from Hawaii and then one winning it at the end of the week. Uh, she, she's a very strong player, was a top, you know, seven, eight in the Wager, Wager whatever it is. Uh, so, it, it, but I don't know. She's come out. She's T4s at Chevron. It's not like she's played majors for five years. It's like her eighth or ninth major start and she wins. And like, it was really impressive how she put the pedal down in the, in the back on the second half, second nine, I should say, you know, going birdie, bird. like even whenever it got close, right. She would like at least keep it even, never really falling behind and then kind of extending it to four there while, while everybody else was kind of puttering and billowing across the finish. Line. How about her hitting driver on, uh, on 18? If that were me, I would have been coasting at home with a with a Ches 223 poof ball out to the right. Just a little bunt down the bunt, working around the bunt plate. Been bunting yeah. it all the way down the hole. My goal would have been to hit the green in four. I love well, that she know, t- you, it, took the driver out and just hit like a nice little tight fade basically up the coastline. It was unbelievable. Well, I mean, if you double cross yourself and tug one left, you could just bully the rules official into having you drop, you know, up next to the green, a la Annika Kane, Sun Kane. Uh, the how, how about that being Friday, her, la- which, her last hole in, in U.S. Women's Open history? Maybe. Maybe she's she's allegedly had like four last U.S. Women's Opens. This I think was the fifth one. So I don't know. That was very uncomfortable, unfortunate set of circumstances on Friday night. Um, I think had it not been late, late Friday night, there would have been a little more uh, scrutiny upon the drop. Um, or like you know, people saying it didn't matter because she was fourteen over. Like I don't know. It matters. Like in a high profile situation, that the rules are not just sort of, I don't know, alpha out of the room, right? And, and discredited. It matters that, you know, slow play, even if you're in the final group on a Sunday, is not just discarded because it's a final group on a Sunday. Or that just not just discarded because it's Annika and she's 14 over. Does it matter to the, like, the winner if she has like drops 100 yards up or 200 yards up? No. But like, it does matter for the rules of the game. We live in a society, damn it. And that was just a bad, bad, bad scene. You got she's kind of, you know, quibbling with her husband about it. Who's the caddy? You have Michelle Wee West, who's not just saying farewell to the U.S. Women's Open, but farewell to professional golf. I noticed Annika was going to be reemerging in a couple of weeks at Tahoe in the celebrity ad- division. But it was just an awkward, awkward deal, and you know, a lot of people took an occasion to to pop Annika as, as a fitting send off. I I thought it was weird that. Her and Michelle, we were together. Like, it just didn't feel right that they were, like, well, I don't know. The, they probably both. And then there was NG Chong, who was, like, right. contending in the tournament. The cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that point, right. she was in the mix for the tournament. Unquestionably bad drop. Like, not close. And it, I don't know. I just, I felt like Michelle Wee West deserved more, and Annika probably resented having to be alongside Michelle Wee, maybe, like, well, and having maybe, her send off. Maybe they knew one. that she was going to have another one. <laughs> maybe there'll be another one. Yeah, some significant. Maybe at Lancaster. You know, Marion or something. Yeah, could be. Could be Lancaster. Uh, anyways, that's the Wee portion. Anything else on, on Corpus? I, I just thought she was really impressive. Want to give her her flowers. You talk about first time winner. It's not like she's been on tour. A long time. She's barely been on tour, and she contended at Chevron and has now won in her first real full season of playing major championships on the LPGA. Yeah. So I, I think like 
to suggest this is a flash in the pan is probably too premature. Like we could see her contending quite a bit. I I agree. I you know listen like I think you know statistically like you look at what she did this week and you know obviously there were you know she was excellent approaching the green which is you know the recipe at Pebble, but then you look at yep. around the green she was sixteenth. So she went second approaching the green, 16th around the green and sixth in putting. Like that's a great recipe to to win, you know, in a way. Um, I don't know. I think I think Pebble in general is a um, I think that it's time for them to kind of look in the mirror just in general. Uh, recent recent majors, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure. I think like they, it gets a lot of uh, credit for the major winners of past. But if you look at recent Jack, Tom Tiger, if you look at recent majors, it's it's Graham McDowell, Gary Woodland and uh, Corpus, who like the jury's still out. She might end up being the best American <laughs> player. Right. But, you know, it's a relative distinction these days. Yeah. I mean, G Mac and, and Gary Woodland are, you know, if you look at the recent major winners of the last. 15 years, probably two of the bottom five. And uh, I think Joseph Lamania on the fried egg podcast talked about how Pebble can be pretty fluky. So it's, um, you know, I Why know is that. Well, I just because of the greens. it's known for and, its and, small greens. And something I heard right. today on the ground was that uh, it's the corporate slogan that the greens are small. So they, they don't restore them to their actual original uh. size because a brand because it's branded as small greens and it's it's absolutely insane you know and it it Uh, you know the the golf course i think that they should they should i don't think they're good stewards of the game of golf um i think they have have a cathedral and i think like it's important for me to say two things can be true pebble beach is a great golf course and the second half of it is that the Pebble Beach Company has not taken good care of the Pebble Beach golf course. Um, and I think it's it's disappointing. It's kind of sad. Like you go out there and you see all what would be all these great hole locations that are buried in the rough. And you see these shots that end up in the rough that should be on, on the green. Um, and it's... <laughs> I just it was alarming on on Saturday to say like, oh, I'm not sure if it's in the penalty area or if it got caught up in the rough and the final group on six. Mm-hmm. You know, is that a statement that we have to hear? Like, it, it may not be in the penalty area because it got it caught up in the rough. Like, what a what a what a neutering of that potential and possibility. Yeah. So I, I just think that, you know. To me, like one of the things that I'm I'm sad about is that these tournaments go to these courses and the courses get worse. Um, Pebble Beach <laughs> was better set up, is better set up for regular play than it is for, you know, uh, the best women in the world in terms of the fairway lines. Um, is Is there something to say there about like, is it this is the proper setup for a championship? Why that, that the, they think I, I'm not? I'm trying to say they have distinct like they know how they want to run their championship, and of course we quibble with it for why how it could be set up for the you know 
what, what state amateur is it, or whatever is it narrowed is it narrowed to do what what's the point of narrowing pebble beach I, for the best women i can you can you, i'm not playing devil's advocate on that i so, refuse to indulge that so the but, uh the worst the if you if you hit 70 percent of fairways which is an unheard of stat in the men's game you were t58 of the players that made the cut 70 percent t58 Lizette Salas hit 93% of the fairways this week. 93%. So, like, I don't... How narrow do you have to go to get that number down to, like, what... You know, I think I feel like they set this golf course up like they would for the men. And it's a completely different game. Like, the women's game, in my opinion, should be about, like, who has the best game plan. And how you get a game plan is by providing space for them to play to. And I think like the USGA has a great opportunity. They're going to a lot of like spectacular golf courses. It's got this distinction of, you know, the best players who where architecture is the most relevant architecture is relevant with PGA tour players, but not like, the best women in the world. And you have all of a sudden this ability to like have a very compelling um, broadcast where you talk about like, they're going over here or over here. This sets up this angle. If they just made it wide. And like, I say this, like Lancaster is a place like it's a really good golf course. They're going next, next year. They could make it better. They could they could widen things out there and the golf course would get better. And I think that's the thing that I'm kind of stuck on is like Pebble Beach was a worse course today than resort courses or the resort guests were playing in November. And that's a shame because like golf fans are the losers because this golf course I I guess, you know, it's it's a combination I I just they got to do something. It's I had a I had a, a friend. I don't know if he would want this take out there, but who had spent a couple days on on site, and he was texting me. He's like, "Dude, it's like be stuck in the '90s. The place hasn't progressed in the last thirty years. Like you look at it, and it's like the same as in the '90s. Like every the entire golf world has has moved forward." And Pebble Beach has has just stayed the same. And that's, I think, the thing that kind of sucks about it is that like all the golf all the great golf courses in the in the world have undergone these these marvelous restorations that have vastly improved the golf course for not only the everyday play, but also major championships, right? They've gotten better. And Pebble Beach has done nothing. And I think they they rest on their brand, and you know, and and it was telling when I heard this from a from kind of somebody that had had some conversations with with somebody that like, listen, our brand is small greens. It's like that. The country club's brand is small greens. They're still restoring them. To, they're they're getting bigger. Like the greens are still small if you restore them, and they right. would just be so much more fun to watch. And there would be more exciting, you know, it's just, it's, it's a, 
wonderful place. And and I say this like I I'll never forget the first time I was at Pebble Beach. That being said, like I've spent a lot of time at Pebble Beach in the last year um and a half. Every day, every time that I go to Pebble Beach, you just see more and more things that that bother you. It gets worse. Like the greatest course in the world, you appreciate more and more every time you go around them. And new, Pebble Beach new, is at this things. at yeah. this point where like you just see more and more the things that you're like, ah, God, like it would be nice if they did this. And it was it was amplified this week by the presentation. Yep. Uh, I would say to play devil's advocate, they maybe think, you know, all all they need, all, the only benefit, the only kind of evidence they need that they're doing the right thing is, you know, and profits and, and you know, profitability it's what it is. and brand it's a business. power. And so, and the same goes a little bit for like, I look, we speak to a very niche corner. You, what you and I and the listeners of the podcast may frustrate, like, you know, large percentage of the audience may not understand or it may not change anything and how that why a tournament appeals to them or not. And like, I'm not suggesting that's wrong, that's the right way to do it. But, you know, a lot of these places probably think, like, we want a number, we want a kind of score to, to present. And, you know, 95% of the people watching aren't going to understand that the rough covering this or the green being this small there is impacting their enjoyment one way or another. That's not the right thinking, but you know, you could see someone sort of falling back into that sort of facile way of thinking. And listen, like that's um, what I'm saying. It's a great golf course. Um, it, you could, you could have no fairways and it would be a great golf course, right? <laughs> like you're playing yeah. on the ocean. You're playing over these um, majestic cliffs. Like, it is extraordinary. It's breathtaking. But it's just like, you know, uh, as that starts to wear off, it, it and I guess like it doesn't matter for them. I, I, I just think that yeah. if you're in the business, like you got to protect your product and their product gets worse every time I see it. I think it sucks that, that we're committed to all these major championships at Pebble Beach when, you know, the the go- if, if the golf course keeps getting worse, it's, it's you know. Yeah. Um, steward of the game, you said, they're, like, I, you're talking about like, the course and presentation. I do think they probably filter a lot of whatever. <laughs> they're making a lot of money. They're, yeah, they're making I'm, a lot of money a steward, and they're charging a lot. Steward of the game, probably... they're, a, they're something that people model off of. Yep. And like in a to a certain extent, especially as an anchor site, as an anchor site, and I think this is like something that probably won't ever be put in place. But like as an anchor site, they should be responsible to do to do that. They get they get unbelievable in free infomercials at all these championships, well, and well, there should be uh, something along the lines of like actually presenting the golf course that should be modeled off of well let me say this then maybe that anchor site is a blessing in disguise for some sort of restaurant because you have the usga they don't even have a consulting architect right i know but maybe you have the usga and some of their enlightened thinkers and enlightened people 
uh, being able to put their thumb on the scale. Like, hey, we want we want to see more done. Maybe you have to close for a couple weeks or, you know, obviously more than a couple weeks, but there has to be some sort of um, progression or phased restoration. Like maybe the USGA by saying, hey, you're giving this or you're getting this awesome infomercial and we're coming here every five years. Like we'd like to see a little bit more done to the golf course to make it how we want it to be. And uh, how they wanted it this week wasn't great, but they're, they're, they have had some, they have some, you know, really good enlightened people there that are pushing probably in the same way that you think about these things. So maybe that's a way that to get spur some action with the Pebble Beach company via the USGA. I don't know. I don't know. They, the women's U.S. Women's Open has the most potential of any tournament that like exists right now. They're going to the Mm. greatest golf courses and it is a beautiful, beautiful game. Like, that I think was one of the things that I took away from this week was like how good this product can be if they just allow it to be good. Um, if they get out of their own way and realize that it's not men's golf and that it needs to be approached differently and it needs to be looked at through the lens of women's golf and setting it up so that women's the the best women in the world's skills are showcased accordingly. And right now they're not doing that. I don't think across any event on the LPGA tour in any event, you know, really in, in the world right now. Um, incremental, incremental progress. They're actually going to these places. Yes. We're not burying it in bad places. The speaking of like the stinky majors, they put up like a purse graphic on TV on one of these days I was watching. It's kind of insane. Chevron's purse this year was five million. This purse was eleven million. Like, think about men's golf. One of the majors just all of a sudden having less than half of the purse of another one. Like, I know they're not always equal, but even like, like even when the RNA and there was you know sort of currency problem, like they're at least like approximating each other. Having less than half the purse is kind of as as we've told Chevron moved it there to keep it alive and pump money into it was sort of a stark graphic on the TV. So the US Women's Open is making progress with the purse and, and some of the venue choices and all these things and the platforms and the prime time and all that. But but obviously there's there's a little more a lot more potential they could tap into. Hey, um, um about my idea for the concurrent major. Oh, and I also, I also wanted to thank all the Australians who told me this was going on in yeah, Australia. Yeah. I was not aware. Like we we do a podcast, <laughs> we're aware of it. Yes. We know that it happened. They also said it was a nightmare over there, right? Or tough. So, anyways, idea. And this, I said, the women's PGA would be perfect for this. And then we got into the logistical struggles of of the of the stroke play. coinciding and all the people i just i got an email from our our emailer craig who also emailed me all about kenny lofton jr when he played uh not related to not related to the guardians kenny lofton or the indians kenny lofton in the past i saw kenny lofton was playing summer league against my bulls the other day really enjoying watching the burly boy go to work down low (laughs) but anyways um what if they made it match play? What if it was thirty six holes top top thirty two or something match all play? Right, all right. And then you go from That's there. Right. And then Sunday is two finals matches. 
How sick would that be? It sounds cool. Yeah, you're ideating upon ideating, uh, you know, innovation upon ideation, all this stuff. Yeah, it sounds cool. Uh, you know, a lot of big leagues are making dramatic changes with this play-in, tur- not the play-in, but the in-season tournament, the pitch clock in Major League Baseball. Maybe we could make some big swings in golf with, with concurrent and match play, just overhauling some majors. I'm telling you, if women's yeah. golf played great golf courses like Pebble, and you set them up the right way, it would be extraordinary to watch. I am like, I've never been more sure of something after this week. Angles, I was sure angles, drop was terrible. angles matter so much more. These women are so accurate. They can hit it into narrow windows. Like, I mean, Charlie Hole hit it down the hill on 16. That's such a ridiculous thing to try and hit. You know, mm-hmm. she hits it down the hill there, uh, like makes a birdie. But like it, these women can do so much with the golf ball because they're they're they have so much control. Their their swings are so repeatable. And if you set up, if you got a a schedule of really great venues and set them up like really fun in different ways than the conventional tournament golf wisdom is, is it would be fascinating to watch. I, I like, this is it. The, you could equate pro men's pro golf to checkers and this to chess. Um, I would say this one was not super fascinating. And I would say, uh, well, I, I agree. I think it's, I think a lot of that, the fault of it is the setup. Yeah, I think the LPGA majors this year have just been generally underwhelming, kind of, and it's not been the strongest year for the LPGA um, at, at some of their biggest moments. But um, it was still it was still a step forward, a big step forward, given the the stage and the and the purse and everything else. So, congrats to Allison Corpus for her win uh, at the Women's Open, a game changer uh, of a obviously breakthrough victory. Um, moving on to the PGA tour, we have the John Deere the classic tank. where the septic tank, septic tank, did, absolutely just pumping. Did it, pumping did it overflow on 18? I, no, I just started rattling around. Something was happening. I have no idea the actual mechanics of a septic tank, but it was rattling around and making weird noises on 18. Some mild concerns as he yanks one in, you know, hard left, but I kind of love it as Charlie Hull. So eloquently put in the 18th fairway under the tree. Shy kids don't get sweets. Ah, the septic what a great tank quote. wanted his sweets. Septic tank wanted his sweets. He wanted his, his cake at the end. He was going for the break at 60. He was going for the 59. He took a cut. Didn't work out well. Everybody was saying he just lost himself the tournament trying to break 60. Guess what? Todd Watch was off. It didn't matter. He could comfortably cruise in at 21. Alex Smalley, no. Todd Watch, not happening. So he won still by two, and he took. I loved it from the septic tank. If I'm watching that, and I'm Luke Donald. I'm 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 heartened by watching him actually go for it. I'm just I got a chance to break sixty. I'm going. Question. For it, even though here's a question. Blew up in his face. Yeah. You think the Europeans are going to go with their with the team team full of squares? Who's the other scares? I'm just saying. Where? Do you think this will sweep the European team by storm? This will be the secret oh, weapon. Oh, they're all the uniform. All, all the players are going to be decked out in scares. Scares. 
I can't remember. There's certain parts that can remain their own personal brand. I think shoes are one of them. So if Septic Tank makes it, scares will be in, in attendance at Marco Simone. Everybody think, would have thought it would have just been an assistant captain that would be wearing squares and, and uh, Nick Faldo if they ever brought him Fal- back. But consult, no. Consult. Septic. Yeah. What a great signing by scares. Uh, 73, 63, 65, 62. Amazing at the John. John Deere was about as good as it could, can be in this you know current moment with the sort of a weak field. Me, no weather delays. Let me Ludwig tell you something. in the mix. Cam Young. I I say I'm the John Deere. The the finish is exciting all the time. Oh yeah, you're never it's, out of it. The the fourteen is like a a. a you know, you go get it short par four where everybody birdies it. And if you don't make a birdie, you're you lost a shot. Fifteen's a really hard par four. Sixteen's a fun par three. Seventeen's a gettable par five. And then eighteen is a pretty hard par four. Although these guys now do you remember what eighteen at John Deere used to be and what it is now? It's like driver flip wedge for these guys. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. They hit wedge into every. It's four sixty five. That I grew up playing tournament golf at TPC Deer Run. That that hole is scary. It's driver flip. I saw Denny McCarthy had like hundred and eighteen yards in um, the other day. I was like, what? Uh, septic tank pin flag hunting on eighteen. I loved it. The tank probably not strategic. Not st- strategically the most sound choice, but I was amused nonetheless. Congrats to him. On his win, he's won now what? Like Honda Classic, nearly uh, nearly won the. He's got to go to the Ryder Cup. He's a right? lock, right? I mean the pro. He's he, he top took fifty the step player to in the play world. Play Euro Tour events, yeah. Added membership, all that. So he's got he's, a Honda. Is he and playing John this? Gear. I don't know how you can. I mean, he's twenty seventh in the world. <laughs> There's no way he's not on the team. And we're gonna transition to this in a second, but like, I don't mean to pop the DP world tour, but I I think like just cleaning up on some of these events there, like during these off months, it's like, it's just not the same. It's not the same level. It's not the same test. It's not the same resume. And you could win five times and I'd still have some questions about it. And we watched Nacho Elvira and Rasmus today play six. Talk about volunteers of America classic, whatever that TPC, the, Four, 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 six times, five times. They all they went, they parted. Four, four. I they just got booted off television. I I actually watched a lot of this. I watched I somehow fell ass backwards into watching a ton of coffee golf this morning. Nacho, my kids love the name Nacho. They were all into it, uh, and I watched this whole playoff, and then it just boom got banished off TV. Uh, but I just Rasmus like. I think when you win on the PGA Tour, even a John Deere, or contend and play well, top FedEx Cup points earner on the John Deere. you, carrying the water of the FedEx Cup. 500. I just think performance. 500-point event. It's the same as all 500-point events. I'm talking about Straka's, like, the you know, year-over-year performance now. I don't know. It's just, I don't think it's the same as cleaning up a lot of sort of middling DP World Tour events. And if I were a captain, I would maybe note that, and they may do that so that's your european tour update congrats congrats to rasmus hogar it's been nikolai 
who's been doing a lot of the, the Hogard work in, in the intervening years since Rasmus last won. But he wins uh, the Maiden Himmerlin home game. When you talk about a home game, Rasmus winning uh, in Denmark, his, his home event uh, on uh, whatever, Saturday or Sunday morning that turned into night here. Um, last but not least, let's do news. Jay Monahan is coming back. This came out Friday night. Not I the caddy. No. Jay Monahan never left on the LPGA. We've got a new plate, new dinner plate for being the winning caddy. Um, Jay Monahan, the commissioner, <clears throat> is coming back, I believe, the 17th, the week after the congressional hearings, conveniently. Uh, he'll miss those, but he's coming back next week. This was announced uh, Friday night, I believe, the PGA Tour released as a statement, or I don't know, yeah, clarified it. I think Eamon Lynch reported it first on Golf Week. Um, He's back. I think there was some question about whether he m- might be, um, whether he would, th- there would be a succession plan or there would be just something else that would happen uh, internally. But he's allegedly coming back next week. And uh, that's that. I don't have a whole lot of commentary on it. I don't really know what, I don't, I don't know what to say. He left for three weeks and now he's coming back. Some pretty important three weeks stretch for the tour, but <laughs> rather important. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's good for the tour or bad for the tour. We'll see, I'll, I'll I don't see know. how long he's around, you know? Um, on that I, note, go ahead. You're going to say something? I was just going to say, I'd, I, you know, the question is how long will he be around, right? It seems like he's probably got some unhappy players. How about R- Big Randall Stevenson? Uh, yeah, I would say that was, I don't know if they're directly related, but I think a lot of stuff's interconnected these days. Randall Stevenson resigns his positions from the PGA Tour Policy Board. That was somewhat of a bombshell of news coming Sunday afternoon in the Washington Post. He sent a letter around, I think, Saturday night saying he could not in good conscience support the framework deal with the Saudi PIF, uh, especially in light of the U.S. intelligence report concerning Jamal Khashoggi in 2018. He added, I hope as this board moves forward, it will comprehensively rethink its governance model and keep its options option open to evaluate alternative sources of capital beyond the current framework agreement. So Randall Stevenson, the former AT&T CEO, he's been on the policy board forever, I think 12 years or something, he said. Um, I guess... I would just say I have a little bit of skepticism that this was a purely, purely a matter of conscience for Big Randy, uh, Randall, not Randall, Big Randy Stevenson, not Big Randy of no laying up. Um, I doubt that. I just I mean, if it was good on him, I just think there's a lot of political maneuvering, posturing moves that are being attempted to be made, moves that are blowing up in people's faces. uh, And he seems it is my understanding to be of a like mind and allied uh, with the general thoughts of the Patrick Cantlay group that we need to seek alternative people, alternative funding and alternative power brokers. Um, and you think Cantlay got to him, that, huh? or, you know, this guy had a pretty prominent place in golf, right? Stevenson. He's like, a, I think he's an Augusta member. He's been on this policy board for 12 years. He's in golf. They sponsor two golf events. AT&T did. And he had no part in this future deal, this future of golf deal. You know, he's on the policy board with Don and Hurley. And uh, he had no part in it. And he found out about it. I don't know, maybe earlier than we did, but not much. 
Maybe he's pissed about that. Maybe he's salty about that. I saw Nathan Hubbard quote tweeted me uh, just sharing the news, something about like re- someone could reasonably reasonably read this as posturing uh, to take over for Jay Monahan, or he thought he could take. One might reasonably look at this, combined with rumors that Stevenson was in light to be commissioner, yeah. in line to be commissioner, and think this is a political move to give players an alternative to Monahan. So I think there's a lot happening here. Um, and if he's allied with Cantlay in a way. Uh, Are you out on anybody allied with Cantlay? I, not necessarily. I just say Jimmy Dunn and Jake, when he returns, they got to whip some loyal, whip some people together to get this deal across the finish line. And I, all these guys could kneecap each other before they ever get to the table to eat the pie and grab their piece. And then golf will be in total freaking shambles. And again, if, that's the case. If, if, this, if it gets completely blown up, if you thought this was bad, unpalatable, just wait till what happens next. Um, yeah, I don't know that Stevenson was like the biggest, most critical which, uh, part of the whole thing. If if the deal blows up, which live teams got the most to gain? The cliques? Do you think it's the day, the day in the sun for the cliques that are uh, Cantley comes home? Cantley comes home to the cliques. <laughs> Is that uh, cliques need any help they can get? It's just a. <laughs> It's a ragged franchise right now. I was talking with Tron. Tron goes, did you see where the cliques finished? I go, no. He was like, they finished sixth. Oh, good week for the cliques. Good week. <laughs> and oh. and Shiwan Kim beat uh, Matt Wolf. Oh, Matt was Matt Wolf DFL? I don't think he was DFL. Or he at least he lost to Siwan Kim. Okay. Um, Brooksy pro- posting some provocative Kobe clips to his Instagram stories about... You know, players being mentally weak and not working hard enough, and you know it's nothing. You know these Kobe, you know, vault clips. So um, let's see. I think it's Matt uh, Wolf DFL because Paul Casey. Yeah, uh, DFL. that's too bad. Let's see that. Shut, I actually feel bad for Matt Wolf. Kind of shot seven over um, final round. Do you think it was Brooks's uh, Instagram story that did that? <laughs> I feel bad. I, I, what happened? He was supposed to leave Smash, and then I guess people, no, no other team wanted him. Is what we were led to believe. I was disappointed at, uh, in the cliques. I thought that there was a time for them to buy low on a, on a real talent that could change their franchise. I mean, you got an expiring contract like Blandy. He's on his way out. You know, he's probably a buyout guy immediately. <laughs> so when, that's Fifty-eight-year-old Blandy. So when now move for the yeah. Smash? Yeah, right. You want Blandy, it's like a, a buyout guy. And then you get Wolf, you send him a, an asset that could maybe be recovered. Um, <laughs> all right. I think, you know, anyways, the Stevenson thing is just, it's alarming. It's a PR hit for the tour, trying to get this stuff done. And who knows I, what what's to come with the infight, with, with potential scrambling as these guys eat their own. I mean, it's honestly insane that this is like, I feel like, uh, what was that show with the, uh, Kevin Spacey or whatever his name was. <laughs> you you got to give me more to work. Politics show. It wasn't Kevin Spacey. It was. Like, oh yeah, House of House Cards. Of Cards. Was it Kevin Spacey? It was. Yeah, on Netflix. That was like. I feel the, like yeah, we're we live in that world now with the PGA Tour. I like. Honestly, I'm out at Pebble today, and I see the Rand- Randall Stevenson news. I'm just like, and then you know the 
Brenda Quinn had a big article, and I'm like, really? Can I just get, can I just go a weekend without having to think about this shit? Yeah. No, I don't think that's going to be the case for the next whatever many months. So, all right, everyone enjoy. What if, what if Patrick Monday? Cantlay ends up being the commissioner, playing commissioner? He works his way. I, I don't. I mean, there's a lot of potentially not great alternatives for the game, professional game of golf, and its fans and consumers in in play right now. That would be, probably be one of them. It's a, it's um, a, honestly what's crazy is it's not. I feel like you couldn't handicap it as a non-zero chance right now. I was talking to somebody. I think somebody with the sponsor or so. Cantley apparently is is very out in the open. Is like, yeah, I know. I'm like kind of a dick, and I don't care. I'm not very good with people and charming people or talking to people or being personable. I realize I'm socially. Um, just cold. I like and that. I, don't, I just. I appreciate I really... that. Maybe not in your leadership. Then, like thinking you're God's gift to, you know, to reshape the whole deal. I don't know. There's just a lot of incongruent things happening. So, all right, everybody, enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back with you Wednesday. I'm sure there'll be more news to discuss. But other than that, we are pumped to be transitioning oh, to link season. We got Scott. We didn't open. do our club TFE ad read. Yeah, we didn't. What do you want to say about Club TFE well, here at the mi- minute? We, t- last we typically minute. do two reviews a week, but I'm going to be honest. I didn't get my review done or one review, course review a week. I didn't get my review done on time. So we got two this week. So some might say that there's never been a better time to join Club <laughs> TFE. Get two good courses, one on the east, one west coming. Yeah. One public, one private. I think they're both private. Uh, what? Yeah, they're both private. Oh, uh, wait. I I thought we were doing Sheep Ranch. We already did Sheep Ranch, yeah. right? Yeah, it's That's already right. been done. Okay. All right. Um, but the great okay. news, one east, the great one news is there's there's courses all over the country and one in the UK that's been profiled. And you get all those when you sign up, too. It's not like you just don't get them. They're there. They're waiting got, for you. Somebody somebody blogs. recently asked me about Ravislow and I said, Well, I wrote about it in Club TFE if you're if you're interested. They signed up. So, you know, maybe a course got, you're interested in is there. Sign up. We got a lot of feedback about some of the blogs and how it influenced people's viewing of the women's open this uh-huh. week, just with some of the favorite holes and some of the mowing lines and all the other stuff that get graphics that Cameron created for it. So I don't know. I got a lot of a lot of messages about how people enjoyed some of the coverage on Pebble. It's not always that. You also get early access to events. Sign up. I know your 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 brain's rattling around about the with event. I you know talk yeah. about ideating on innovating. Well, you know, we might have we might have a member access. member uh, only event being released here pretty Who soon. Who knows? Yeah. Come all right. Come hang in- out in Central California for that one. And you know. If nothing else, it supports our continued work. It's not to go buy a new boat, not to go, you know, for us to just live high on the hog. It supports its ways for us to grow, ways for us to go to events, ways for us to kind of see grotesque mowing lines up close and personal and that informs our opinions and thoughts later on. So uh, Club TFE, sign up, join member. It's only $120 for the year. That's $10 a month. All right, everybody enjoy your uh, Mondays. We'll be back with you on Wednesday.